I'm Marcus Ellsworth, and this is The Podcast Is Yours. Each month, we will feature the work of performers from The Floor Is Yours, discuss their performances, and inform you, dear listeners, of art events in the Chattanooga area that are a bit off the beaten path, where you will often find the very artists we feature and discuss. Though around these parts, we prefer to call those who perform at The Floor, florists, with two O's. Up first, we have a clip from a seductively energetic poet known to the stage as Prophecy. Prophecy employs a theatrical device those who are not into the performance poetry scene might not be familiar with. Throughout this clip, you will hear members of the audience and a couple of the hosts shout Rewind. This is his cue that someone in the audience really enjoyed a certain line. He responds by returning to the beginning of the verse and repeating it for the pleasure of the audience. And, as you will hear... The crowd had a really good time rewinding Prophecy. I must apologize for the sound quality in these clips. It's a bit buzzy. But keep in mind, these were recorded at a live show, and we'll be working to clean up those recordings for future episodes. Now, without further ado, Prophecy, the floor is yours. She sent me a text like, Baby, what's the room number? Well, ain't you something. I won't assume nothing. She said, I'll be there around four. I'm like, it's two something. Maybe I get the candles burning and some tunes pumping. Create an ambiance to say, I want to do something. I mean, abuse something. I'm such a rude something. <laughs> you see, I stick my hands on the pants. She like, you lose something? <laughs> Create an ambiance to say, I want to do something. I mean, abuse something. I'm such a rude something. I stick my hands on the pants. She like, you lose something? See, it's all in my head till she gets here and I prove something. You see, whenever coming alive, to the knock on the door means she's here, so now she's coming inside. The clothes are floating off her body as she walks to the bed, but the oils are ready. I think I'll just massage you instead, but that's just for a little bit. Now, when she's into it, I'll enter it. Damn, girl, that's intimate. Yes. You see, I'll be one. Let's go. See, now we're coming alive. The knock on the door means she's here, so now she's coming inside. The clothes are floating off her body as she walks to the bed, but the oils are ready. I think I'll just massage you instead, but that's just for a little bit. Now, when she's into it, I'll enter it. Damn, girl, that's intimate. See, I'll be finger licking, flicking the chicken till she's about to Rewind! Oh! <laughs> 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 finger licking part. See, I'll be finger licking, flicking the chicken till she's about to flip. And then we fall in love. And that's when it gets interesting. You better come out. You see, in the grand scheme of love poems and love songs, people tend to say what they want you to hear, and then, well, they just move on. See, I intend to be an open book from cover to cover. I saw her in black and white, but she showed me such a vibrant spectrum of color. And so now she's red and I'm blue, so that makes us purple. That feeling of pure bliss, that passion, the first kiss, that moment when you look in their eyes and realize that this is it, like, what? damn. Yeah. You see, she got me feeling a certain way, and certain things that I would say certainly don't feel the same as they did yesterday. Now, I'm confused. You see, there's no deception, there's no forcing it, it just fits. I feel like a NASCAR driver who never needs to stop at the pitch, the woman that you really shouldn't miss because, well, she shouldn't exist, but there she is. You see, if she's red, then I'm blue, and that makes us purple. Emotion without stress, and this love got me feeling like summertime, 4th of July, soul food with extra helpings. And I'm sure you can relate to one of those, and if not, well, that's okay, because, see, I can come up with a hundred more. She gives me these, uh, these lightning strike kisses that makes the thunder grow. 
Yeah. And somebody's getting wet in this storm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Woo. See, I tell you, she got me with my rain boots on, my raincoat, and my favorite umbrella. Yes. <laughs> And I'm always brave enough to play in her ring. Rewind. I said, well, I'll tell you, she got me with my rain boots on, my raincoat, and my favorite umbrella. And I'm always brave enough to play in her ring. At at rainwater, something, man. (laughs) You see, because if she's red, then I'm blue, and that makes us purple. A world with no secrets, soulmates without seeking. But I snap back to reality. This is just something that I was dreaming of. Up next, we have Madeline Thomas, a gifted poet who shared a deeply personal story and poem on the floor this month. Her honesty and direct approach resonated with the audience as well as the hosts of the show. Knowing what a broken heart feels like is nearly universal. It is, unfortunately, one of the few things we can all find kinship in. We've all known something akin to that regret and pain of love lost. And Madeline distills her experience in such a way and expresses it so clearly that we couldn't help truly feel what she was expressing. After you hear Madeline's performance, we will go right into our discussion of these featured floors with the host of The Floor is Yours. But right now, Madeline, The Floor is Yours. Uh, if you've seen me before, you probably know I'm dealing with a lot of emotional stuff. Um, romance, when you're transgender, is kind of a crapshoot. I know it is anyway, but you find a lot of times the only people you feel safe being involved with are other trans women, and there's not a lot of those. Um, but luckily for me, I uh, early on managed to connect with one who uh, meant a lot to me. We were close and we understood each other and even were in sync on the things that didn't have to do with being trans. We're both autistic, we're both sensitive uh, to uh, sensory input in ways that a lot of people aren't. So that, we were able to create something for each other that made us both feel very safe. And um, it was really nice. But um, my life had started changing. I had gotten a, a real job at Amazon, and that was going like really well. And I saw myself going in a different direction because this person was, <laughs> don't ever use a functioning label if you're not autistic but they weren't at the highest function in their day-to-day life. And I, I was their bridge in a lot of ways. I helped them get to appointments. I helped them do this, do that. They don't have a car. They don't have a job. So I was, I was kind of like their lifeline. And, uh, you know, maybe that wore on me. Maybe I just saw myself going in a different direction. <laughs> I broke things off with them, and it was, it was foolish because... Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been attending uh, services at a synagogue lately with my roommate, who's Jewish, and uh, 
doing tourist study and and in a sense after I broke up with her it's just been like 40 years in the wilderness um, but recently I kind of like you know she, we're still connected in a way maybe I could rekindle things and uh, she's going on this trip to Manchester to see a friend and I was like I'll talk to her when she gets back she gets back and we're, I'm hosting a party at my place she comes that night and we're real close um, but when we're alone, all of a sudden I can see these little signs. She's pulling away from me. She's not as affectionate as she has been in the past. It's not unusual for one of us to say to each other, no, not right now. I don't feel like kissing. I don't feel like cuddling, whatever. So the first time that happened, I was just kind of like, okay, probably just where she's at. You know, a couple hours go by. Things go that way again. And she's like, no. And I was like, what's going on. I didn't say it, but I could feel it. And like, I turned around, and I was just, all I could do was cry. And I said, I'm losing you, aren't I? And she said, yeah. But she, uh, she held me while I fell asleep. And um, basically every day since then, that was the last day I saw her three weeks ago. Every day since then, I've been spending beating myself up for the choices I made. Um, got a lot of emotional energy invested in that. So I'm gonna share something I wrote for her um, about the first time we met. It's called I Remember, it's part one. I remember first times. I remember an afternoon from my favorite time of the year. I remember driving out past the street lamps and the stoplights. I remember taking a gamble and finding your father's house. I remember no signal and hoping to reach him. I remember dog, dogs barking behind the fence. I remember seeing you for the first time. I remember your long peel jacket. I remember you walking down the hill. I remember the same blue and yellow shoes that you still wear today. I remember your silken hair falling down your back. I remember the pharmacy, your spironolactone and your frustration. I remember how quiet your voice was. I remember driving back to the city and to the other side. I remember the stars filing in to watch us. I remember a first meeting for our kind. I remember catching your eyes in the dull moments. I remember not wanting to go back because we weren't welcome. I remember the fear in your messages to me. I remember feeling powerless to help you. I remember not knowing what would happen. I remember when you let me know that you landed on your feet. I remember being a nervous wreck. I remember our confession. I remember our joy. I remember hearkening and finding your mother's house. I remember leaving Aretha's because of the crowd. I remember IHOP and a sandwich you didn't eat. I remember the first time coming home with our hands intertwined. I remember the first time watching Django Unchained. I remember a couch never seeming so awkward. I remember riding away to hold you for the first time. I remember the first time I asked to kiss you. And I remember how bad that was because it was your first kiss. I remember how it got better with each one. I remember the first time my hands found their way under your shirt. I remember taking you home after that day. I remember the first time I said I love you. I remember the first time you said it back to me. 
I remember the first time we fell asleep in my bed. I remember standing on my toes to kiss you. I remember paper planes and ghosts on the show. I remember you sitting in my lap. I remember Game of Thrones. I remember the first time you spent the night. I remember how overwhelmed you were. I remember taking off all our clothes just to feel our skin touch. I remember holding my face to yours and staring into your eyes. And I remember feeling like I had almost everything I wanted. I am Marcus Ellsworth. I'm Erica Blackman. I'm Jarrell Woods. Kevin Bartolomucci. Stephen Disbro. And, and the, the podcast, podcast is, is yours. Oh, that was delightfully that cheesy. Was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's like I like it, good and campy. Well, this is the first installment of the podcast is yours, uh, where we will be talking about the show that we all collectively host and organize. The floor is yours. Um, Prior to us talking, you heard some clips from the two artists that we'll be featuring this week, um, which are uh, Madeline Thomas and the poet known as Prophecy. Um, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, these two particular artists from the September show and why they stood out to us. And we think that they are uh, exemplary artists from the lineup. I mean, all the performances are great, but uh, these two just stood out um, in particular. Anybody want to just jump on in and give you thoughts? About, let's start with Madeline, since she was first in the show. Well, um, what really spoke to me about Madeline is that her piece was so relatable. And considering uh, that she is a transgender woman, uh, and she was able to use her piece in a way that really illustrated, even, that, even though that might not have been her intention, her intention was just to share... Um, it illustrated that that people a part of the LGBTQIA community are have the same issues and problems and face the same heartbreaks as those that are cisgender and straight. And I I was really touched uh, by that that people were able to re- relate from all backgrounds in the audience uh, from her piece. That was just you know brilliant to me the c- connectivity of it. I literally could relate to every one of the things she said. Having experienced it, Absolutely. it's like transgender people are people. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> what? It's very strange. It's very strange. Being a straight white man, I was not expecting that. Which, and that is, a, you know, unfortunately, that is a radical concept. Yeah. That you know, trans lives are just like everybody else's lives. Yeah. You know, there's there's joy, there's regret, there's pain, there's romance, there's a struggle for romance. Um, and yeah, and I, and I felt like the, uh, especially the fact that the the, the poem is. All these fragmented memories right. of what, what, what they had and what Madeline wishes they still had. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. You know, we all know what that feels like when you're like, oh, like I remember we used to do this thing and that and the other. And which is what we all do when we're, when the relationship is over. We start to recount those little flashbacks, flashbacks those fragmented memories. And oh, we used to watch this television show together. Oh, we used to, you know. And she names a lot of those. Like oh, that we watched that. I watched that movie the first time with Game with her and Game of Thrones and Django Unchained. It was just that those those fragmented memories. It, it was the like perfect. Uh, illustration of a breakup, and I'm I'm glad Jarrell named off those because I thought she was talking about Jenga, 
uh, some Jenga movie. I could. I did. I missed yeah. that twice. Like a Steven just dated started. himself. He I'm, just dated no, himself. Jenga. Jenga. No. <laughs> Jenga movie. So no, it, it, and and it's. Uh, I like it's, that movie. That's part of the whole relationship process when it's over. Is you edit out the bad stuff and you yes, you uh, memorialize the good stuff and you uh, you can often forget why you broke up with someone, which mm-hmm. makes seeing them dangerous. <laughs> right. Let's sugar Ray stuff. When it's yeah. over, that's the time I started. But I just thought, again. I mean, just uh, one of the things I like most about that performance, apart from the content, is the fact that it exists. Absolutely. The mm. fact that, that, that performers can come here regardless of their background, regardless of where they're at in their lives, and share things in this space, which is a very safe space, and it's a very welcoming space, and uh, I think that's uh, that's my favorite part of this entire endeavor. The floor is yours. Is is that uh, we everybody's welcome to perform? Well, because let's be honest, there aren't many other places in Chattanooga where a trans woman can just show up, put her name on the list, and go and be honest about her life. Well, a Hamilton County Commission meeting, but she would only get two minutes. Well. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, June Griffith can perform there. She does regularly. So. She does. It's a, she does. <laughs> the county commission to her is what parking legs to us. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I like, I like the honesty. The honesty was ingenious with her piece. I thought that um, not only could we relate to it, but we saw its true honesty. We saw that you could hear it in her voice. Um, that she was honestly having an emotional flashback with every single verse um and like you said we all do that we try to edit out what you know was the bad part but in all honesty it's all just true and i agree with you Stephen, that this is that sacred place that sacred spot where you are welcome to come and dump it creatively for those of us to hear it and be affected by it forever I'll forever remember that piece as something that's iconic. Well, and what about the uh, the preamble that she puts with the poem? Because she, she starts off by telling the story around this relationship before right. we even get to the poem. Right. Um, which I appreciated because I know myself as a, as a poet, you don't always want to get into the, the, the yeah. nitty gritty of yeah. like what inspired it. Yeah. Either A, because you feel like it's not going to be good for the performance right mm-hmm. or right. more honestly because that's a level of vulnerability that you may not be comfortable giving you know well it totally puts her her poem in context mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's just a bunch of thoughts put together if you take it just the poem yeah. but when you know the situation which which i think we, we i think we still would have been able to say exactly what we're saying as far as like the understanding that it's the, uh, we still would have related to it, but right. it gives it that sense of raw emotion mm-hmm. that makes it so effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and the connectivity, like we're really connect, like she's really opening up her diary and letting us in. And when you do that as a performer, that's 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 what we all aspire to is to really reach out into our audiences, connecting and connect with them. I uh, with them. I felt that that she. Like it was almost like I was sitting in her living room and just like, and I was her best friend of ten years, and she's telling me, the you know the story. It, yeah, as a, and as a poet, I could almost 
feel or imagine the goosebumps she was having when she was writing this piece or coming up with this piece. You know, I could almost feel it. It's that it's each poet, each writer, each creator gets that bubbling feeling that turns into goosebumps upon goosebumps. And it, that's that truism that comes out. Um, and I think she felt that that preamble that, that was needed to break that wall to let you know, okay, I'm really okay. However, this is the hangover. And let me let you. I'm really okay, but I'm not okay. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. And, the, and the thing that's really interesting about the, that preamble is that her tone and her voice as she went from that and transitioned mm-hmm. into the piece did not change. Mm-hmm. It was still just as real, just as conversational, and just as uh, as vulnerable. And you know, that's the whole like the thing about the the floor is that we we um, well, if, if if there's a school of thought that believes that there's a difference between art and therapy, which I believe there isn't, we definitely blur those they go lines, together. They go together. and we and we definitely blur those lines, and they go together here because we're all working out something on that stage. And as she was working out something on that stage. In, in turn touched the audience and we were all working I said like, ooh I remember that relationship ooh I remember that oh yes I, I could totally yeah like you, I'm not alone in that feeling well that's like a, a comment from uh, one of the undocs was that they had every intention that when she went into the poem they were gonna play some light background music but that they were so enthralled by their own memories that were being stirred up by the piece they forgot to play Right, 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 right. That is that rare, a, it, and that's saying something. That is rare. They yeah. jump on every chance they, they jump can on to play. everything, and that's true. And yeah. I, I meant to the same thing. I meant to get like a, a candid shot, and I picked up the camera and I just sat it down, and I was like, hmm. "Well, it's like the it was uh, deeper than I thought." So. It's one of those moments where the audience is your confidant, right? Right. That you that the artist is sharing something deeply personal mm-hmm. with a room that is largely full of strangers, right? Um, there's safety in there somewhere. Yes, really and there's like, like you were talking about, Stephen. Like this, this, this unfortunately rare sense of of safety in mm-hmm. this space, yeah. um, and where the audience also understand seems to inherently understand um, the safety of the space. Yeah, exactly. And and and, 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 a, and they they behave accordingly based on each scenario. Yeah, they're very adaptive. They're very responsive audience. I know. It was a um, great audience. Well, because even, like, one thing I found interesting, I listening back to the audio for the full show, mm-hmm. and when it, 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 this underscored for me why Wait, you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, I listen to the whole thing. I'm sorry. That's what I got to do. <laughs> you talk a lot, sir. I love you. You talk a whole lot. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, but every perform, almost every performance, um, you hear things going on in the audience. You right. hear shuffling. You might hear a couple little whispers in the background people moving around during Madeline's performance it's almost entirely Nothing. silent right you all, about the only thing you hear is her voice and some mind but it's, it's like the audience was transfixed by her um completely right uh which given that it's such a quiet performance and that Madeline is a fairly soft-spoken person mm-hmm. um I think it speaks really to her writing and her, and her delivery that she pulled everybody because I know I was leaning in <laughs> like, and that's that. That's that connection. That's that connection. You know, respect of space transcends to respect of listening. So if if you when you hit the stage and you're 
respecting what you're saying and you're giving the truism of it, the audience automatically somehow registers it and they they soak it in and they, they become quiet, they sink into their seats and they just feed off of it. Ooh, that felt like a poem right then. Sorry. Yeah. She does that. Stop, <laughs> Stop that. Sorry. She just opens her mouth. The rest of us are just, just not I was not like, wow. Some of us write and not word. And here's Erica just Right, just, just, just putting it She's like, I'm sorry, I woke up like this. She said, the respect, the space, the space. Yes. <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's spot on right there. It is. Um, any additional comments about Madeline's piece before we move on to Mr. Prophecy? Just, if um, you're listening, Madeline, great job. Good job. You know, I just it. think it's great that, that, you know, back to Toot Arhorn, we offer this space where somebody can open up. Um, first time I talked to her was our show. A couple months ago, and I think that was the first time I had ever seen it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting over off to the side after the show, and she comes up to me, and she's like, "Well, what do you got to do to to perform?" I'm like, and "Then she, then she tell called me. me called, yeah, and then she called the next month to do it too." And, and I was like, "You know, um, please come do something. Mm-hmm. You know, come on in. The water's warm. It was it was that." And and, and she was kind of taken aback by that, and, and she was like, "How do you know I'm a performer?" And I was like, oh, "I can see you people a mile away." <laughs> You know, because <laughs> you could tell she was itching mm-hmm. to get to get up and do it, and it's I think like, she did. She may have skipped a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been here pretty consistently though yeah. since the first time. No, she did. It. She did come the next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's been. I, I yeah, she's show. done it twice. Mm-hmm. And well, she's performed twice, but she's been she's been in attendance quite a bit. Okay, I, I just saw that. That was mm-hmm. just the first time she talked to me, and and how awesome that we both in both pieces, the one she did in my show and this one, superb. She's real. Absolutely, and that's another thing. Is Every time, she's one of the more honest performers, right, in the room. Because <laughs> right. um, she's not hiding behind anything. There's no verbal acrobatics. As as a poet, as a spoken word, yeah, I know how ver- verbal acrobatics. Yeah. That's that's a, a lot mm-hmm. of the spoken word stuff here. That's what it seems it's like. It's a lot of what I do, and and, that, yeah. and that's cool. That's fine. Position but words. there's none of that there. Yeah, none of none it. of it. And it was not for, it's not for a lack of artistry though. There's artistry there, but there's not artifice, right? Um, because I know, like, I have the tendency as a poet to be like, if especially if I want to talk about something serious, I'll slip in a punchline or I'll do something really fun with the words so that mm-hmm. people remember what I said, but it doesn't hit, doesn't land as hard, right? And a lot of times it's more for my safety than anybody's. It's more so I feel okay with it. Right, right. I'm gonna have to go Google the meaning of the word artifice. Oh, it's uh, a beautiful. <laughs> if it's like the structure out front. Oh, yeah, like a, like a false front. Oh, yeah. like a facade. Yes, facade. I believe it's okay. Those are synonyms. I think. I like, think it's it's when you, you putting that word in my pocket. When you're putting oh. something fake forward, something that's not yes, sturdy, yes. not substantial. I see what you mean. Um, Say it's like arty face. It's an arty face. It's your arty face. Your arty face, um, but yeah, but no, but she she's very direct. hashtag arty face. <laughs> she's very direct and she's very um, like I said, it's just it's just what you see is what you get, what you hear is what you yeah. get in this case. Organic, um, and like in the fact that if there's something powerful in in a a queer performer coming to a stage and connecting with everybody in the room, no matter what. Yeah, and yeah. the audience was so diverse. Mm-hmm rappers, dancers, it was so diverse and all of them not one they all listened. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of distraction mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so let's. Uh, we're about we're about fifteen minutes in. Final comments on Madeline. Amazing job. Great job. Great job, Wonderful Madeline. Job. Well done. Come, Come back. back. Love. <laughs> Come back. Come back. Did she sign up for next month? Um, um, I believe she, uh, not, she, she didn't contact us yet. Okay, so as of yet, she as of this this recording, she has not signed up for next month. Um, okay, so now let's go on and talk about Mr. Prophecy. Now, Prophecy mm-hmm. is also a spoken word artist yes, yes. Um, of a different variety. Mm-hmm. Um, his poem was energetic and erotic, to yes. put it lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the audience also had the fun... Uh, Fun gimmick of not gimmick that's that's a negative connotation. The, the, they had a tool. To yeah, that, that was Jarrell that put that out there, wasn't, wasn't that you? Yes, but it was by Jay Hud's suggestion. Before right yes. before he went on, he was J- oh that's Jay Hud is prophecy. Yeah, prophecy is older brother yeah. and oh, a okay. member of uh, poetic Kama Sutra. <coughs> Who's also a poet and performer, and because at the poetic Kama Sutra shows, uh, many of the poets do this rewind thing oh. um, because they're giving such. Energetic it's like a theater game. high speed. Yeah, it's yeah, like it is no, like a theater game. That, no, um, that's what it reminds keeps me. Keeps the poet on their toes, keeps the audience <coughs> awake and engaged. Where if they hear something that they like, um, which those who listen to the recording of the of his prophecy's performance, you'll hear the audience scream out "Rewind!" and everybody goes back, and he goes back to the line he started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sign of appreciation from the audience that mm-hmm. oh, we really like what you said, and we want to hear it again. Yeah. Um, and it's also a, a, a chance for the poet to uh, emphasize, you know, some of the highlights of their performance. So, what did we think about prophecy? Well, first of all, uh, the juxtaposition, of course, to Madeline's piece is that also this one was very relatable in the sense of it was about relationships from another standpoint, from more of a physical standpoint, um, where uh, this one has sort of a new and passionate relationship as opposed to uh, Madeline's one that was that you know, had ended. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, very cool. And then also the artist participation in this one was different. Whereas the silence of Malin's piece to, just opposed to the uproarious, like this, uh, and, and fun, although not, like, not that Malin's piece wasn't enjoyable, but the fun of this piece, it, it, it was, um, it shows how spoken word can affect an audience in two different ways. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting, personally. He is a, um, I, I know him, he is a an acrobat of words. Mm-hmm. He flips him. He is a, I've seen him freestyle about chicken wings. I mean. Now, now with the rewind thing, mm-hmm. Do they go back and change what they were going to say, no. or do they just back Arbatum. up a couple lines Arbatum. and keep going? It's like it's, it's like the forward and reverse improv. There's an improv game, forward and reverse, where you know you get into a scene and then the the host yells reverse, and then you do the you re, re, you do the scene backwards. Right. And uh, it's different, but it's the same kind of concept. I I really enjoyed it. I'd never. It can I, be hard. It can be hard. It can be hard on on. It could be it could be hard for some who yeah. for some poets that it, they're not used to it. Like me. I, and, and, well, for, and for me too. I mean, I, I I got my taste of it in in Atlanta for the first time a couple years ago, yeah. and I didn't mess up. I I, I didn't mess up because when I went to Apache, I'm like, okay, I'm not walking into Apache Cafe without knowing. So, but they do the rewind and they do another one called Message. And Message was like, okay, that I like that better than rewind. That doesn't make me do anything, but it lets me know that the audience got my point. So they'll say Message. Um, message, which I so love that. That's like you know. What, what really. do you do as a poet? What do you do in response to that? 
Which Smile. Oh, you just keep going. It's basically... Um, that one is used a lot in, with uh, with it's things like that are politically driven. So, so it's a lot like of times, amen or like amen. Exactly. It's like oh, we get your you, we get your point. There's a message, message in that message. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same. Like it's like church, exactly, right. truth, exactly. Yes, I Lord. See a one word like shout yes. out, so and I love guns. it. I love it. But I like it better than rewind because sometimes rewind will get you all twisted up. up in the game. Yeah, <laughs> so jacked up. But he did it with such eloquence. And, but I don't even think he expected it to pop off like that because of the audience that he was before. You know, he. I don't. I think he probably assumed that that was not going to be a tactic that barking legs would do or be used to. I I wasn't. You know, I wasn't. I'm not into the. uh, I've not been to a poetry slam or whatever the kids are calling them these days. Yet. Yet. (laughs) September nineteenth. I will. I will will be here September nineteenth. That's foreshadowing, isn't it? That's absolutely. That's a literary concept. Thank you. We'll come back to that. Right. Um, But uh, at first, I thought, well, that's just kind of rude. <laughs> Let the man do his poem. He's talking about orgasms and stuff. Let him do his poem. And chicken. And chicken. Oh, finger licking. I was flipping the chicken till she flips. That's what he said. Oh my god. Hello. So there's very few times I think you could equate a chicken to a woman's body and her not get offended, and that's it. <laughs> I was like, if he is about to All tackle right. black, he gonna do that chicken. That's a whole different Shush. podcast, though. Yeah, it? it is. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you know, once once uh, after the first instance of it, I I got it, and he didn't seem to be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very very interesting, um, you know, because most people have this have this picture of poetry that they get from television and, yeah. and Maya and, and Angelou, movies. May she rest in peace. And and. Um, Oh my god, can you imagine if somebody yelled out rewind at her she during the inauguration? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would not end like well. Would just strike that you. Would like be <laughs> she'd be like, no, I will be performing another. She would roll with that. I, she no, she'd be like, I'd be performing another I piece bet, I bet, <laughs> called I bet, Bitch I bet Barry would have been the mouth. one yelling it out. Or Joe Biden would have yelled Biden. it out. It would be Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Joe would be the one yelling, rewind, Biden, rewind. <laughs> but, oh, um, I, Bill Clinton. I, I'm not. Um, yeah, Clinton would have got up at the chicken line. Oh, yeah. Um, Instead of playing the saxophone. Yeah. When we walking on stage. Can't take him nowhere. I miss him. But uh, back on top. Yeah, back sorry. On top. <laughs> I, uh, I, I thought once I understood what the device was, I thought it was great. I thought he handled it really well. And I think it's it's neat to use a very, very white term, uh, it's neat to see another side of poetry slash spoken word that I wasn't familiar with before. Mm-hmm. And again, that's another reason why this show is so great is because you see all kinds of stuff that you didn't even know existed. And, um, you know, it was a little weird. I'm, I'm an older gentleman. I was a little, like I said, I was a little offended at first. <laughs> they would interrupt the poet while he was poeting. How dare they? But then... <laughs> Once I got past my poetry stereotypes that I have in my mind, I I, uh, I really enjoyed his performance. I thought it was great. Well, it, it, it underscores that poetry appreciation isn't all just quiet little snaps. Yeah, little it's, snaps. That's it, it can be raucous. It can be. Yeah. It can be a little wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can I can certainly I like see that. that. I mean, speechifying is one of the. I'm sure it's like one of the very very first forms of performance that humans invented. So. Um, once they had, you know, words to put together, I'm sure they've been doing it ever since. All you had was a fire in time. Fire in time. Mm-hmm. Another fun thing, listening to the playback earlier, the reaction of the audience, the oh, difference yeah. in reaction. Yeah. You know, with, with Madeline, pin drop. Mm-hmm. Could have heard it. But with uh, Prophecies, 
It's like you were saying. It's like church. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's the, right. The, the audio is riddled with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh, and this one over here, you know. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. you, hear, you hear it all over the place. And we go. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> the organ player Erica yes. over there. Yes. <laughs> Can't help it. Well, wait, what do you tell? They say we say tell them to bring it. Come on. 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 Which, by the way, anybody who's at a show with Erica, whether she's hosting it, performing in it, just watching it. If you don't hear Erica say, do it for us, babe. Do it, do it, do it real quick. Come on now, let's go. If you don't hear that, she is miserable. (laughs) I found out that Erica is a Weird Al fan, so the next time I go to see Weird Al, I'm buying us front row tickets. Wait, she gets to go to Weird Al? Yeah. All right, we're talking after this. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I want to hear her do that to Weird Al. Come on. Work. Well, there's a, uh, there's a, the, uh, like, this, just another, like, statement on the diversity of our audience is that, uh, um, culturally, there's a difference between, uh, certain audiences. Like, uh, growing up, uh, the, my audiences were, audiences were mostly people of color. You, you can we, say you're black, it's okay. I right. Think, I think people I know. can say He's people black? of color. I like people of color. I can tell on this podcast. Because some of them were Hispanic. Like, they weren't all black. Uh, but we have a tendency to be very, uh, vocal. You know, we talk back, you know, as person, and especially in our own art forms, because, you know, everyone knows primarily I'm a singer first. So, if, you know, somebody Start singing a little bit too good, you hear me? Yeah, say it. <laughs> and so, and it's almost natural. It's like it's like you you're not even in control of it. Oh no, it, it volatile bodily reaction. And like, and, and I know I definitely had some some uh, moments. Uh, during um, his performance, um, and yeah, because you were you you knew his you you knew that. Oh, I knew that. I had heard him do the piece yeah. once before, okay. and I'm a fan of that piece. <laughs> I'm a fan of the flipping finger licking, flipping the chicken until she flips. I'm As a he fan of Bill Cosby. Finger lipping, flipping the chicken. You know, yeah, Bill Cosby without the quaaludes. So quaaludes. Please, please, please edit that out. As you were saying, oh no, this is a straight run, brother. You were saying, and so it's the so it's so funny to hear. You know, Steve's rational was like, I thought that was rude, and I'm like, and generally speaking, it would be. I know if I was up with like, you know, um, on the uh, the acting standpoint, when when I do acting and when I perform my piece later on. if somebody had, you know yelled out doing my piece, I would have probably been like, okay, now hold on. <laughs> or if somebody didn't do Madeline's piece. I mean, imagine oh, if gosh. it just wasn't no. the, the, if somebody yelled out rewind right. in the middle of that. I'd have drug him out. <laughs> the construct <laughs> just the does not we'd work have, for everything. We'd have had him in the parking lot. <laughs> right. Oh, we'd have been my. doing his Goodfellas style. <laughs> right. So, I mean, uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's different. Yeah, it's just a completely like different uh, uh, medium. And then also the the use of Whereas, like, like, like Madeline's was a little bit more artistically simple, and uh, and and uh, the her sentences were more simple because they the, it just was a simple explanation of a complicated feeling. Mm. Whereas, honey, yeah. prophecies mm-hmm. was more of a complicated explanation of a simple, simple feeling. Exactly, <laughs> right? Because yes. everybody knows that you know, no matter how you you put it, sex comes down to just. Simple things. Well, and insert right A into slot B. And you know? he did have that verbal acrobatics. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, there was uses of alliteration uh, a lot. Um, he used uh, compound imagery. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. He would, right. Yes. He would drop one line and then build and build, build and build. Build off the other one. Yes, 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 yes. 
Right. Uh, uh, that was uh, that makes me excited thinking about well, it. It's, it's the rhythm of it. Uh, I, I, I can't really call it I am Dictameter, but it was a there was a rhythm rhythm to it. You know. Uh, I want to do something. Da 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 da. da. I had a you know. Yeah, like, I'm an inner. What? Right. Shush. <laughs> it was almost the, like a song. Every like, it was almost like a song. Like 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 a chorus. Like, there was there were more devices that he used to expl- to to, to uh, portray his piece and metaphors. Of course, like because I still don't know what the chicken is. Oh, it's I know what the chicken is. I know what the chicken is. Y'all know what the chicken is. The middle-aged white guys know what the chicken is. Yeah, I, I know. I'm chicken sorry. Is. The like 25 year old black gay boy. Doesn't know. We, we, you don't we, need the know. We, yeah, you're not, inter- you're not interested in the chicken. You don't want the chicken. You don't want the chicken. What's the chicken? The chicken. We'll tell you about the chicken we'll later. We'll later. This is a family podcast. You know what? We're not going to tell you about it. No, actually, we're not. That's you got to discover it for yourself. Find right. a chicken. You let me know. When That's you right. You find we'll start a we'll start a web series. Jarrell searches for chicken. No, wait, no, wait. Hold up, hold But we're getting off topic. We cannot do that. Why not? Because it's going to look racist. Ah! As long as it's not fried, it's okay. This can be baked chicken. I'm sorry, I just picture like like Stephen introducing, and then this installment of Jarrell finds the chicken, and then it pans from Jarrell Stephen to the chicken to Jarrell just standing on the middle of the street looking for a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, oh, oh, here we go. Here come the censors. Lord, I'll Lord, Lord. Al Sharpton will be down here. He'll drop out the sky like a ninja. Like a ninja. <laughs> Par- Sharpton, like a paratrooper. Al Sharpton knows what the chicken is. I he did. I guarantee you that. He did. And then he lost all that weight and his head's too big. Yeah. Um, the shade. But, um... Oh. Right, so... Anyway. This was a great, a great example of the spectrum that you can find at Lord George. I think it was a great example. Well, and, and just in the in the same art form too. Absolutely, they're both poets and spoken word artists. They're both coming from the same basic principles of writing and verbal expression mm-hmm. and orating to an audience. They're mm-hmm. but they're taking very different directions for these particular pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing too is that you know, on down the road we might see prophecy again, and he might do something that's more reserved. And you know, and, and pointed like Madeline's was, and mm-hmm. Madeline may come back and do something, yeah. do something more boisterous and bombastic. Um, what I'd like to see is <coughs> him finding somebody else, hmm? finding another partner, and um, coming back and, and right. doing a doing, recap, doing doing that version, the uh, the happy, the happy version. <coughs> Who right. Madeline? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That would be a you got me confused. You used the wrong that pronoun. A, that, that, was a good, that, was a, that was a that would be nice. <coughs> that would be nice to see how that how that pans out. Oh, man, this is well, perfect. she's on the prowl. Uh, okay, so y'all let the so we ladies. Might, we might she's be. available, you know? and she's talented. Mm-hmm. So talented. Um, the funny thing, you know, about Madeline. To just side note, just for uh, random information, um, she's a member of the Chatter Hooligans. Oh, and shortly after joining the football club. She became one of the drummers. Mm-hmm. Hot dog it. And uh, she's also is a very talented drummer. And yeah. at the games it gives it hell. So like there is there is a wild, boisterous side <laughs> to mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and that's even a dynamic, huh? The the strong drummer killing it and then the gentle type mm-hmm. spoken word. Hmm. Nice. Oh yeah, she's she's been known to to, to, nice. to party and kick and, and cut Oh yeah, no, she's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really drunk at one of the games. But well, uh, we, we're talking about prophecy, though. So yeah, prophecy, prophecy, as we uh, uh, um, is what well, he was also. The, this had been the first time he performed at 
the floor. Yeah, he was fresh blood for us. He was fresh blood, which I stole from Marcus. Mm. Um, but I had the lighting effect. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I steal from you guys constantly. I just hope you know. So That's I give you credit the first two times. The gray ones That's steal. That's fine. Right. <laughs> and he felt comfortable. He was really comfortable. Which was good, you know, and he stayed the whole time. That was a good thing too. Which is another thing. Like, <laughs> really do appreciate artists who stay for the full right, show. Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole time, and brought people with him. That was great as well. I appreciated the fact that he brought people with him. The unspoken commandments of the floor. <laughs> right. Bring friends. Thou shalt bring friends. Stay as long as you can. <laughs> right. Not just perform and leave. Uh, it was. It, it was just a really, really fun, really, really fun piece, and. He is uh, with that audience petition participation after the night. That particular piece, uh, as the host for that evening, I didn't notice a change in the audience. The audience felt like they had permission to to loosen up and have a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, which was definitely hard to get them there at first. Cause, which it was you know. good placing of him too. Mm-hmm. Oh, See, he, he was, was in the first half, right? Which I, I didn't yeah. know what he was going to do. So, which you know, perfect was because the first most of the performances that led up to him were fairly serious yeah because it was Caleb me Mm -hmm. Madeline and there was one more before him but but yeah no it it, it did it it woke the audience up it it definitely brought them into um the a more celebratory mood the tomfoolery (laughs) and the shenanigans that were going to happen after that which we Mm -hmm. love which we love which is what the floor is about so we're we're closing in on the end of the first half hour uh, any final comments about prophecy or to prophecy? If you're listening, great job, sir. A fantastic work. We hope that you come back. I'll see you September 19th. Oh, we will see you September 19th because <laughs> I will be there too. <laughs> oh yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Kevin did too. Yes. Kev? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it was it was truly wonderful. Um, I, I did have fun. I, I I did enjoy it a lot. Please come back. It was because it was definitely a dynamic performance. Um, Oh yeah, and both of those performers, I think, in their own ways, embody what the floor is. And uh, for our first installment of this podcast, I think that they were um, wonderful examples Perfect. of the of just the range of what you can experience at these shows. Um, I'm going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, we are going to be discussing some things that are going on in the local art scene, in particular. What the four hosts of the floor is yours have coming up in the next couple of months. Right after these commercial breaks. Welcome back to The Podcast Is Yours. And uh, we're going to spend the last uh, half of the show talking about things that are going on in the arts community. And for this first one, we're going to be hearing from the hosts of The Floor Is Yours about the various events and projects they have coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, Kevin, Stephen, why don't y'all get us started off? What you got going on with First Draft? Um, Let's see. We've been doing some uh, improv workshops here at Barking Legs, and we just had the third... Uh, session of that wrap up a very successful showcase probably the best group that we've had so far a great show fantastic I, show really good show I was uh, just I was in the booth Kevin was hosting and it was just a blast to watch uh, a lot of really talented people 
Um, uh, and we're doing uh, so we're doing another one of those. Uh, we don't have the exact dates for it yet. We're waiting to hear back from management as to availability and uh, getting that going. But it'll be it'll be starting up later in the month, hopefully. And this one's going to be a little bit different than the previous workshops. The previous workshops have been uh, improv game based. Similar to the things you see on Whose Line Is It Anyway? What we call short form. Short form. Uh, the next workshop is going to be storytelling and long form. Long form is just where you uh, get a word and go for 20 tell minutes. Tell a full plot line. And, and, and tell a story and jump around and do different scenes and, and, and things like that. And uh, what we've discovered over the last three workshops are the games are a great base to start from, mm-hmm. but... Storytelling is way more exciting than gimmicky games. And we played a lot of games in this last workshop that were storytelling games. And they're a lot of fun. A lot, very satisfying. And and First Draft Productions, our comedy shows now are long-form shows. We'll do three or four forms in a show. And we're going to start bringing that to... The workshops. To to the intermediate intermediate performers and, and... kick their game up a notch and uh beyond that uh we'll have that next workshop going on we're hoping to get two separate workshops running at the same time later this year uh intermediate long form workshops and beginner uh, short form workshops and uh beyond that every the first monday of every month we have a long form show here at eight o'clock uh five bucks to get in uh uh it's a good time uh if you go to uh soundcloud.com slash first draft CHA you'll, you can, uh, you'll find recordings of previous shows and previous uh, scenes um, uh, pay special attention to the bat that's a long yes. form that we do that uh, Erica seems to really yes. like I like it too I like <laughs> it's fun it. and um, uh, we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on that that's uh, where we do the scenes in the dark so you have to imagine everything and it really forces us to stretch our storytelling Legs. I so if you're listening so. to it, imagine you can't see them. Dude, Dude, that's right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I suggest you do what I do. I turn the lights off. I imagine you turn the lights off for just about everything you do. <laughs> Pull up, guys. Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. No, I'm crashing into this one. <laughs> I'm going in so solo on that. All right. So, and um, and where can they uh, keep an eye out for announcements about the workshop? Oh, um, go to uh, Facebook. And there again, uh, put in facebook.com slash firstdraftcha. That's our home on Facebook, and that's where we make most of our announcements. That's where you can connect with us the most easily. Um, uh, pretty much any social media service, First Draft CHA, that's our handle. We were lucky enough to get that across about five or six different things, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud. I guess that's five, So uh, and whatever else happens to pop up. Um, we might be opening up a Tai Weibo account for our Chinese fans, I guess. That's Chinese, it's like Chinese Twitter. Get, get that reach going. Get that reach going. Don't and if you up. do have any improv experience, people out there listening, contact us. We'd yeah, love for you to be part of this. Yeah. And if you just want some, we would love to have your money for the workshops. I mean, we would love to teach you in it's the workshops. Yeah. And it's, about, it's all about teaching. <laughs> Reaching right. and teaching. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, okay, looking forward to more work from First Draft Productions, which if you... Oh, and we're hosting the next The Floor is Yours. Oh, yes, they are your hosts for October. We're speaking of, um, what's the theme for October? 
Gentlemen. Halloween. 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 We want it's every act to be <laughs> Halloween themed horror, bizarre stuff. I Death. think we can provide mm-hmm. candy. candy. So get creepy with it. And if you want to sign up for the floor is yours, you can find that also on Facebook at the floor is yours. Um, at TFI, I think it's Facebook slash TFI. Um, yeah, yeah. Or you can contact us through our our Facebook page for this for this particular performance. Yes, for um, this one you can contact way, them through First Draft Productions. Um, so looking forward to that. That should be a really really good show. Um, all right, moving down the line, which you got going on, Mister Woods. Um, well, the figurines, which is the burlesque troupe. Extraordinaire in Chattanooga, uh, one of the great burlesque troops. Uh, shout out to the Va- Valley Vixens. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will be doing our fourth show in November, the 21st and the 22nd, entitled Lust and War, where we tackle the, um, the subject of, of war uh, and the a satirical, funny, and sexy way. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, you can look up, up on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash The Figurines. Uh, we're also on Twitter at The Figurines. Um, and you can find out more about that. We are also in the process of seeking sponsorship. So those of you that you know have small businesses, uh, we have great incentives where the girls will come out and be brand ambassadors for you for a day, things of that nature. You can uh, check us out if you want to uh, sponsor us. You can uh, get in contact with us either through our Facebook page or you can send an email to n the this the letter n the number two the Woods Productions at gmail.com that's into the woods productions at gmail.com um hope to hear from you guys there tickets are available for that show as well um i'm also diversifying my uh my portfolio of theatrical things and artistic things uh and i'm currently developing a piece about love and marriage so those of you that are uh from different backgrounds any different uh marital statuses uh that might be interested in being a part of discussion that will later become uh the show that working title is called rings is the working title so far, you know, might change. Uh, you can also send me an email at into the woods productions.com, uh, into the woods productions at gmail.com. <laughs> Although you can visit into the woods productions.com too, because that's you know, that's a thing. I have a website. Um, yeah, so there's those two things, and I believe that's all I've got going on right now, besides working lights and sound for everything else that these people are doing. I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> About this this burlesque thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. do they sing? Oh, do they like, really sing? They sing. They, they sing. dance. Do they sing while naked? Well, there there is some nakedness. There's some yeah. nakedness. There's some nudity. There's some yes, because uh, the burlesque there's a there's a misconception. Burlesque is not just stripping. There is an element of theater. There's an element of satire. There's an element of uh, of song and dance. They these are talented girls who have to actually. That have a grueling re- audition and rehearsal process uh, because I'm a drill sergeant. Uh, before we get up there and perfor- uh, perform for you, and we perform great shows. Uh, those some of the people that have been here have seen it. Oh, they're you really know. good. They're really good. Yeah, um, and I uh, will hope that you all come out to to, to see uh, what we're what we're doing. Yeah, because um, there's so much more to it than than what you think. You're gonna be in uh, in for a great night of. Of theater, um, and 
if you, if you come to check us out. Yeah, and you can also look us up on uh, on YouTube um, at Into the Woods, uh, the Into the Woods YouTube channel, and you can see the videos from uh, from performances from previous shows uh, to show you a little bit of the talent that you're going to be able to see if you come to see us. Fantastic. Okay, so old school burlesque with a new school twist. Plus a play about love and marriage. And a play about love and marriage, if you want to help contribute to that. That's, uh, I'm really curious about that now, because that could get to some murky water, especially with this group sitting here. Mm-hmm. And I, hear, I hear Erica going, mm-hmm. she got she stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Erica can do the show by herself. <laughs> Whatever's under her turban is moving off its own accord at this point. It, like the, the the head wrap is shaking its head. Absolutely, head wrap. Um, it's not a turban. It's no, a head no. Wrap. What is it? What is it officially called? It's a head wrap or head a sow. Sow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Madam America, hey, Queen. Hey. hey, hey. What you got going on? Goddess. Oh, a little poetry, a little singing. Um, Poetic Kama Sutra is presenting its third show totaled, um, second installment of Open Scribes and Neo Soul Night. And that is a night here at Barking Legs on September 19th where a variety of poets come together, a variety of singers, an unbelievable band will come together to provide um, crazy talent, crazy entertainment for a couple of hours. Um, It is adult-themed, not completely and totally erotic, but it is adult-themed. There are open mics, uh, poetic open mics. Shout out to uh, Jay Hub and Leticia Poole, uh, my partners in crime, poetic crime. We um, try our best to provide a really, really good alternative to the club life in Chattanooga. Um, tickets are available on Eventbrite. Right now there are 15 and 20 at the door. Um, we uh, expect to, to sell out. Doors open at 8 o'clock. You do not want to miss the door opening. You do not. Can't tell you why. But you do not want to miss the door opening. Uh, <laughs> Is that why you asked me to be here with a phone? Absolutely. Okay. As a matter of fact. Sorry, I didn't mean to give it away. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you want to know more about us, if you haven't been to one of our shows, you can on Facebook go to um, my page, uh, Erica Roberts Blackman, or my fan page, Velvet Poetry, and you can look us up. Um, you can do a hashtag search on Facebook for PKS Chat. And you can see every single solitary thing that is related to us from the beginning of our first show up until now. We are on IG. We are PKS. I'm on there as well as Velvet Poetry. Um, if you want to know more about what's going on poetically in the city, I have a page called the Chattanooga Poets. You can check that out. I usually list um, the open mics there as well. Um, I look forward to seeing everyone there in the house. Uh, September 19th, Barking Legs, 8 p.m. Show starts at 9. You can also check out more information about PKS on Twitter as well. We're using that same hashtag, hashtag PKS. The videos, chats, and tweets and reviews from all the previous oh, yeah. shows. It sure is, yeah. I mm-hmm. saw that. Oh, and just as a reference point, Prophecy, the poet we were discussing earlier, Absolutely. is in the lineup for the PKS show. So Woo! you'll get more of uh, of that style of poetry from Prophecy, as well as other equally talented poets. Unbelievable. And there may or may not be some uh, some some elements of, of mm. what we bring in burlesque at PKS. You never know. you got to show up and find out. So leave the kids at home. Yeah, you might <laughs> want to do that. You might want to leave Come out home. on the 19th. 
Is there anything else going on in town that y'all want to talk about real well, quick? Well, just to follow up something, Jerusalem, we have a YouTube channel for The Floor is Yours, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. We do. Let's spend the last couple of minutes talking about The Floor proper and how you can find out more <coughs> about The Floor is Yours. You can find us at um, YouTube under our old name, Wide Open Floor. Um, you can find us on Facebook. I haven't had it, been able to change that yet. <laughs> Megan's, Megan's created a new one. Yeah. Oh, she has created a new one? Yes. And a oh. shout out to Megan Hollenbeck. Shout out to Megan yes, Hollenbeck, our Megan. videographer for The Floor is Yours. Megan, with this Megan show, would not be half of what it is. The archivist for the can arts of the, the city. Right yes. She is our chronicler. She is the scribe <laughs> of all things creative and wonderful in Chattanooga. Um, so yeah. you, you can find us at The Floor is Yours on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Um, you can find us on Facebook under The Floor is Yours, mm-hmm. where you can also find more information about this podcast and the show. Um, if you want to get sign up to perform your only requirement is to contact us and you That's have it. had to have seen at least attended as an audience member at least one floor is yours yes or uh, wide open floor uh, wide open day. floor from back in the day or Marcus Unleashed <laughs> yes because we we want people to understand the nature of the show and it's best that you know the nature of the beast before you try to ride exactly because uh, <laughs> things get a little, a little crazy um, I think we should also talk about the undocks Oh, and the undocks, yes. Okay, because uh, throughout the podcast at the beginning and and uh, in, in the during the break, um, you heard music from the undocks. Uh, they are the house band for the floor is yours. They are an improv jazz ensemble, and what we mean by that is all of the music you hear from the undocked originals is completely improvised on the spot. They don't know any songs. They don't know a single song. <laughs> everything <laughs> they do is made up. Not collectively. They um, so they have everything you hear from them. They're they're wonderfully talented. You can find them. Uh, also on on our YouTube page and on almost everything linked to the show, um, they're great guys. They're very talented, and you know they help us. I know me at least when I'm performing, they help me to sound much better than I am. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what little mood music can do. They're um, amazing. They're and, amazing, and they're comprised of mostly doctors. Mostly, yeah. Is Most of them are doctors. Yes, Doctor Bruce Kaplan, Doctor Bob, Doctor Jim. I said mostly. Eric's mostly. not a doctor, and uh, and Amanda's not. And but Jack. Uh, oh yeah, and Jack he's, he's new too. So it's half and half now. It's half it's and half. half. So that the doctors are the half doctor the half the half doctor originals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find the undoctored originals also on Facebook and YouTube. Um, be sure to check them out. And of course, you know, like I said, we um, we're using the show. We're featuring a couple of artists every month, but. It's not an easy choice because so many of the performances that are at the floor is yours are incredible and dynamic and unique and strange and challenging. Um, that as we go through this, I imagine that we might wind up getting some very heated arguments over which artists to feature because <laughs> the five of us do have very different tastes. Um, but we hope that you'll, you'll you'll join us in this journey. And if you have any uh, any questions about the podcast or the show, uh, you can contact us on Facebook. Um, if you even have suggestions for uh, the last half of the show where we're talking about what's going on in town. Let us know what's going on around Chattanooga and the arts scene. Uh, when we're, we're talking about like, like the the more off the beaten path things, exactly. we want to let you know kind of stuff that you might not see, you know, in the traditional arts blog or in the newspaper necessarily, or getting you know television commercials and radio spots, but that is still um, at its essence the edge of the cutting edge of art in Chattanooga. There's a lot that goes on that 
most people don't know is out there. So we want to help you to find that also as uh, as we take you through these uh, get these episodes. Any other closing comments, ladies and gentlemen? Just remember to like and share, share, share alike. The just the way that the floor spreads through the community, we want this podcast to do the same thing because it only just as the floor it serves you because the podcast is yours. Oh, and shout out to Kenny Kiavakani because you don't know how to shake that thing, bruh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our honorable yes. mention featured on this. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Marcus Ellsworth. Thank with, you. With Erica, Jarrell, Kevin, and Steven. And remember, as always, the floor is yours. The podcast is yours as well. <laughs> Thank you.